Hi, and welcome to Finance Matters, a podcast series where we bring you bite-sized thoughts, stories, and information in the hopes they'll be useful to you on this road we're all on to do our best and be our best in the realm of financial matters here at UVA. I'm your host, Brandy Van Ormer, together with my co-host, Patty Marbury. Hey, Patty. Hello. How are you? I'm pretty good. You doing all right today? Yeah, it's Friday. Yeah, we're at, whenever you're listening to this, know that it's Friday where we are right now and we're super excited. So we hope we translate some of that Friday feeling to you, even if it's Monday by now. <laughs> <laughs> right. True. We transfer our Friday vibes to you. And we're especially excited because we have a guest today. And there's resounding silence. <laughs> we have, we have, but we're excited about our guest, non, awkward silence notwithstanding, because she's a recurring guest to Finance Matters and um, our boss on the project, which wouldn't influ- influence how we excited we are at all. <laughs> we're welcoming back Angela Knobloch who is the change management workstream lead for the Finance Strategic Transformation transformation project and the last time that you were on Angela you were still with organizational excellence but you've come over to the dark side and we're so glad to have you uh or the light side one <laughs> the light side. <laughs> I would also just like to add that not only is it Friday when we were recording this this is the Friday before Thanksgiving holiday and so I don't know if we're even a little bit more wound up because of that than I than think normal. it makes you more punchy in general yes <laughs> And I'm just excited to be back uh, today uh, with you. A lot has been happening in um, the world of FST since I was able to join uh, this project and these wonderful colleagues um, in January. So excited to be here with you today. You know, I had a moment of sadness, though, when I thought about the last time that you were with us. Um, That was back maybe, was it like a year ago? I feel like it was cold still. And we actually recorded the podcast at Patty's house and we were all oh, physically right. together yeah. and it was a warm, happy environment with Mickey the dog in the background. And we're all in our own little Zoom pods right now, but still yeah. we're gonna be thankful in the spirit of our, the season. <laughs> our world has changed. And yet what I'm thankful for is that the three of us are still connected and together yeah. and can still maybe provide something that would be useful for, for our folks that are listening to this today. Mm-hmm. And really, this is going to be, I think, an interesting conversation. Um, In the course of a finance transformation activity with our change leaders, Angela did a little session on asking better questions to inspire collaboration. Mm -hmm. And in the show notes, we'll link to a few pieces that both Angela did and the comms team also put together about that content. But that's what we're going to talk about today in a little more detail. And it doesn't matter if you're on the project or if you're in a leadership role or wherever you are, even if you're not at UVA, I think this is going to be really helpful for people to put, bring that, the, these ideas into their lives just to get more out of conversations and relationships. Mm-hmm. So um, Angela, tell us a little bit about the work that your um topic today is based on. Give us a little bit of background if you would. Sure. So I had an opportunity about two years ago, uh, stumbled on a book by Warren Berger, who I will connect, I know, to that in in the show notes, um, who wrote uh, A More Beautiful Question and A Book of Questions. 
And what was unique about it um, and what it, where it res resonated for me, especially in light of change management is um, to better enhance uh, connections and collaborate with others, how important asking questions is. Mm -hmm. And what particularly struck me is, you know, even as a leader, I find myself thinking, I have to have the answers. I have to have the answers. And yet, um, you, going through the journey of change with others is not about having the answers. It's about willingness to ask the questions to do the journey together. So that was sort of my initial, it was sort of life-changing as I, as I thought about that. And we're so, again, we're so used to thinking we need answers that it can mm -hmm. almost feel very uncomfortable to think intentionally about questions that we ask. And so fast forward into the FST project and, and change management, and it's really uh, come kind of come to light that, you know, our change leaders and folks working on this project would benefit from a focus on questions as we engage stakeholders, as we engage with each other, as we learn from each other, because what I know and what you know together we, will enhance the project, not just what I know or what you know, and, and so, but questions is the key. You know, and I think fundamentally, if we think for a few minutes to ourselves about asking questions or being asked questions, it's a vulnerable moment. <laughs> oh, for real. In fact, there, there, uh, there was a, a small survey or a study in, in the book by Warren Berger, and I don't have it immediately in front of me, but what I can tell you is the number one reason that people don't ask questions, specifically leaders, is fear of looking inadequate. Wow. That tracks with my experience. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to ask questions, and I don't want you to ask me questions because I might not have the answer, or right. if I put myself in a position of, I'm gonna ask you a question and, and if I don't have the response that you need, you know, I don't look like a strong leader. I mean, and in, or if I ask the question, even just the question that I'm asking, does it make it look like I should know the answer? Yeah, to maybe this is a dumb question. <laughs> right, it's right. the classic, this might be a dumb question, but, and, you, and and we still hear that phrase today, don't we? I know this is probably a dumb question. It's like, we have yeah. to put a caveat with it before we yeah. ask. And yet effective questions. I mean, we've heard all this before. I'm glad someone else asked that. I was thinking it. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. Yep. So questions really matter. Um, there are there are really great things that happen when we're able to ask questions. When I was looking over Berger's work and your material on the subject, the idea about how questions can build relationships and trust, that seemed really important to me. And I thought for whomever is in our audience, that's an important thing for us to cover. So maybe you could talk a little bit more about how questions our relationship building and trust building. Well, and, it, and, and sometimes it's as simple as, you know, Brandy, what do you think about X, Y, and Z? Versus I already have an answer. I already know what I think, but I'm inviting you into a conversation with questions. Mm -hmm. And, but the more that I use those inviting questions, I mean, so the type of question matters, right? It, mm -hmm. It's not why are you doing it that way, Brandy? 
Yeah, that makes me feel a lot differently than, um, I mean, what, more about, so what I, about that. You know, <laughs> so, you know, I don't want to say that every single question out there you should always ask, but, but if you think intentionally around, you know, there, there's really a couple, um, I, I guess I'm going to call them sort of four categories of the ones that really invite. So there's the questions that just demonstrate interest in one another, you know, um, Brandy, how is your day going? Um, Patty, how are things going since the flood in your in your house? I mean, there is the, which by the way, I hope things are better, Patty. They're better. <laughs> I'm demonstrating an interest. And when others demonstrate an interest in getting to know us, um, it begins to build a connection, right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, she knows about, you know, my, my daughter who I'm going to visit, it, you know, there's that connection point. Mm -hmm. there's, there's others that are more inviting into a deeper dialogue. And that's where it may be, again, Brandy, what do you think about X, Y, and Z? So I'm, I'm inviting you into this potentially deeper dialogue, but you know, and it seems like even in our, our environment right now, it's, more important because we have fewer opportunities to have casual conversation. So oh, reading some this. intentions and their back stories, yes. why, why they're making that weird face on the Zoom call. <laughs> yeah, that could be a question in the chat, right? But, <laughs> but what I, and so that's such a good point. So even demonstrating interest in one another um, is harder without those informal hallway conversations that we don't have mm -hmm. right now. So being intentional, then there are the intentional inviting others into the dialogue type questions. And that is very intentional. It's topic related. It's I'm going to set this time aside. I'm opening it up to thoughts. I'm responding with even more questions. Let's say you say something and I'm, I've invited you into why you think that way. And maybe I just don't necessarily understand why you think that way. And you know, Patty, especially yeah. I'm thinking about the work that um, we've been doing in finance with diversity and inclusivity. And I think mm -hmm. how important are questions in this intentional way to that effort as well? Uh, absolutely important. So in, especially when you're thinking about inclusivity um, at work or anywhere in life, um, really asking kind of these open-ended, not leading questions um, that allow people to contribute um, and, and feel valued and appreciated in their contribution is really, and, really- And reveal the connection that we have with people too, because right. part of, I think the reason why we think that we are also, and we are different in good ways. I don't mean to say that that doesn't exist, but part of the reason we tend to push other people away as other people, other people, quote unquote, is because you don't see the connection that you have with them and mm -hmm. inviting that connection and deeper understanding would be beneficial to us all. It's, mm -hmm. it's huge. And especially now, right? So questions that build relationships and collaboration, we've got the things that um, demonstrate interest, we have inviting kinds of questions, we have questions that help others to challenge ideas, you know, um, you know, I wonder why we've always done it that way, or, you know, mm -hmm. just, but again, that it's, it's about invitation. Right. And so the how it said and the context of it, of course, matters. Our focus today is on 
how do we, how can we use questions intentionally? Like as, as much as you go in to do a presentation or, or have a conversation, you should plan for exactly which questions you're going to ask. Do it intentionally. How am I gonna you know, demonstrate some interest in another's opinion? How might I invite uh, that group or that other person into a dialogue? How might I help them to see things a little differently by posing a, a challenging question? Not a, not a confrontational mm -hmm. one, but a challenging one. And then the last kind of category I would say about this is that um, by asking questions, you, you engage inclusively, right? The, mm -hmm. the, the whole team or that whole mm -hmm. group in generating solutions, right? Yes. Exactly. My solution, what I think might be right, I don't have to have the solution. And my solution might be really, really good, but I miss out on the opportunity of what Brandy and Patty bring to the table too. Mm -hmm. Again, I, I, I think the challenge is we get time crunched. We think we have to have all the answers and we think that that's maybe what we're, that's expected of us, mm -hmm. but we lose out on relationships and collaboration. And mm -hmm. so when you think about even the UVA finance value of, you know, collaboration is all about, we, we have to do it through questions. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting too, because um, I think maybe in academia, there's a yes a feeling that you should already have a certain amount of knowledge and be high functioning be and have the answers yeah you're so subject I mean, matter expert right yeah yeah so let's talk a little bit more about that i like digging a little bit more deeply into the psychology because um realizing that we're all alike in that way is very freeing too let's talk about what prevents us from asking questions um you in some of your previous material had identified some self-assessment questions that I felt a little bit um, triggered by. <laughs> <laughs> Was this the, uh, it starts with you questions, Brandy. <laughs> <laughs> because the first one was, am I willing to be seen as naive? And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and maybe the second part of that self-assessment question is, and why not? Mm -hmm. Right. right. Uh, why do I feel, why do I feel risky that I might be naive? And, you know, and as I think about that for myself, maybe in the beginning of, for example, joining, you know, the change management team, I, you know, I would not say my, my expertise is in finance. Um, I understand the language. I understand um, that numbers matter, <laughs> but I understand basic mathematical concepts. I, I can do that. <laughs> I can do that. Um, but there was also a little sense initially of, okay, I, you know, I don't, I don't know all the details of the business processes. So mm -hmm. if I ask too many questions, might people go, "What the heck?" You know, like right, right. I know yep. anything. But then I realized that isn't why I was hired specifically. Mm -hmm. And I'm, in fact, the best thing I can do is ask questions to, to learn, right? Like that's it wasn't, exactly right. I brought something else to the table, but my, so that's why the second part of that question is so important. Am I willing to be seen as naive? And if the question is no, then why not? And then the, and in my mind, and then my thinking was, oh, that's right. I'm not hired as a finance expert, but as a change management expert within this context. Right. And there's no way that I can do that alone. And, yeah. and but made the team even more important, right? 
Yeah. Well, and Brandy, Brandy's job is communications and mine is training. Asking questions is, is what we must do. So I'm so grateful for that because there's so much I don't understand. Right. I really didn't know that much less about finance than some of my team members. I felt a little right. better. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. But I say that. And, and Brandy and I proudly talk about it. <laughs> I felt really comfortable after that. So I thought, okay, but, but I do think we have to challenge yourself. Why am I not asking questions? Yes. And again, how can I enter into a, a scenario with what are the questions I need to mm-hmm. ask? And you guys, I do this on a daily basis. I had, I had a small thing the other day where, you know, someone was needing something from me in another area of the project. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to get these answers to them. And then I went, I don't have to figure this out on my own. It was a quick chat, chat message to, you know, my, my colleagues, Brandy and Patty going, well, here's what I'm thinking. What do you think? Boom. It, you know, and then it was like, oh, again, we, we take on a lot on our own thinking that we yes. have to see all. And I don't think it's a sign of weakness. I, I, no, I and it's, it's also in so many areas of life beyond just work. I mean, if you're a parent, if you're in a relationship, whatever it is, all the roles that we play in life, um, it's tempting to think that you should know this or that everyone else knows and like, this is a dumb question to ask. But the things that you mentioned in the self-assessment questions, one of them, of course, what we were talking about is, am I willing to be seen as naive? But also, am I willing to move away from what I know Am I open to admitting that my answer might not be the best one? Am I willing to slow down and listen? Am I comfortable raising questions that have no immediate answers? And it's like, um, this is kind of big lifestyle. You Beyond will publish that. all of, you will give a quick link and we'll do a blog post for these self-assessment yes, questions. Yes, definitely. <laughs> but I mean, the, the whole idea that there is some, you have to really get in the, the headspace yourself where you're comfortable with this to really benefit from it. And you mentioned kind of even in the personal realm. I mean, I'll just, I, I think the thing that has pushed me the most about questions is having an adult 20 something year old daughter. I, as a matter of fact, now I need to have no answers. I need to not think that my answer is the right, like in, in developing and, and maintaining and, and, and improving our relationship into, you know, adult, adult, oh my gosh, this has been more life-changing than anything. Randy's over here question. taking mm-hmm. notes because she has, yes. you, you will need it. And I know Patty has, <laughs> it's kind of classic <clears throat> from a coaching perspective. Those yeah, of you, I, I was going to say that. Yeah. Yep. You know, coaches don't have the answers. They ask the questions to engage and, you know, really the best leaders are coaches, the best teammates are coaches, the best parents of at least adult children. I can tell you, think of being a coach from the mindset of let's have this. And it's so it's building that interest with each other, inviting into deeper dialogue, generating (laughs) solutions together. And the best thing I've been able to do with, with my adult daughter is what do you think about that? When she Mm -hmm. asks me, like I'm moving away from the, I'm not going to tell you what to do. Mm -hmm. And not only that, I don't know what you should do. Mm -hmm. Right. 
that's life-changing to admit that I don't have the answer for you. But why does it apply in the, why doesn't it apply in the workplace too? Absolutely. I don't the right answer, Brandy, for it, what it you think. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely should apply in the workplace. And I talk about this all the time that managers and colleagues should be more coaches than, than trying to provide answers or give advice. I mean, there's a time for providing an answer, right? But there's like, if somebody says, where's the bathroom? You don't say, return it with a question like, where do you think the bathroom is? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but, um, <laughs> but there's, sorry. <laughs> hey, remember, let's go back to questions getting bites. snort out of the podcast? Or we'll <laughs> Again, it's the purpose of the question, right? If we're, right, we, right, it's not right, a good time right. to invite into a deeper dialogue if someone's right, asking. Then don't do it, right? <laughs> So again, right. it kind of goes back to those, if the, the goal of enhancing relationships and building collaboration. Right. And then, yes. And you course, also- but that's in, Right, that's exactly what coaches do. You know, like yeah. you, you, you need to help a person develop solutions. So you can only do that by asking questions, not by giving them the answer. And so- and, I, Oh, I love that coaches. because- yeah. If, if I'm always giving the answer, what have I just done? I've trained everyone around me to rely on me, even if my answer isn't the best one, right? And not only that, what happens if, when I'm not available? Or yeah. when it's the, when you're, we've, you've actually given the wrong answer, you know, that what happens? Well, that's not possible. Yeah, no. <laughs> and, and if you're not I, I meant you in general not you Angela but 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 that's how people feel right, right. like I, you, I yes if you create that kind of environment where you're the oracle that doesn't allow people to develop themselves mm. and become good critical thinkers and question and even more important than that think about what we miss out on without yes. intentional questions again yes. I might have a really great idea, but even just in the, in, you know, in the last 10 months that I've been able to work with you guys more closely with FST, um, think about all the dialogue and conversations we've had that have landed us into a, Ooh, that's even better. Mm, yeah. You know, like, Oh, that was a good idea, but wow, even better as we tackled it together. And I think we miss out on something that might be kind of good enough to mm -hmm. what we even take at the next level. And when you think about bringing this all into a spirit of continuous improvement, you can't improve continuously without the use of questions. Mm -hmm. So Patty and I in the podcast have a few themes that recur. And one of them is definitely doing the work and the fact that positive change and good results depend on some personal introspection and examination. And I like that your thought around this topic or how you, you use um, Berger's thoughts centers around the how you ask the question and yes. what kind of spirit you have within yourself yes. when you ask yes. the questions. Yes. And I, <laughs> I loved, I looked through your presentation that you did when you were in organizational excellence. Uh -huh. And when you're, there's a slide when Angela's talking about the best question that you have is one that you ask with an attitude of curiosity, a spirit of humility, and a willingness to listen. And then she has a little box that says, wait, why am I talking? 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, and there's another part of it. The, the I, next felt, part of the I felt so really, seen. <laughs> why am I still talking? No, right. Still talking. Uh, right. So, you know, here's the challenge of asking questions. So, um, you know, think about, and you may even want to ask questions in this way. I'm curious about this. Um, and even, you know, I'm curious, Brandy, you know, what, what led to that thinking? What, why are you thinking that? But, but even, even saying I'm curious kind of gives a, hmm, I'm, I'm trying, you know, I'm setting the stage for, but as you mentioned, curiosity, humility, and a willingness to listen, those are all authentic behaviors. They're, and, and, and you know it from someone else when you're, when you're encountering it, right? Whether it's genuine um, or not. And I think um, you've got to check yourself with, am I genuinely curious? Right. Am I humbly approaching this? Um, if I'm going to ask a question and immediately answer it. So if you don't have curiosity, humility, and a willingness to listen, frankly, mm-hmm. don't ask the questions. Yeah. Because okay? it's not going to get you anywhere. In fact, it could destroy trust even more. So it's Yes, you have to be intentional about questions, but you need to check yourself. Am I willing to ask the question and then go, oh, you know, I, I really don't know that answer. I thought they were going to tell me what I wanted to hear. Isn't mm-hmm. that the way, like so much yeah. of our just general interaction with one another is when someone else is speaking, we're, we anticipate what they're going to say to the point that we don't listen to what they're actually saying. We think we already know. There's, there's a lot of that that goes on in our heads just by default on a daily basis that you have to be conscious of examining your headspace when you're, if you're going to improve. Right. I mean, it is. We, we might go into a defensive mode as we're beginning to, to hear something. But again, this is where effective leaders, where team members, where folks who, you know, they can intentionally think about how can I bring that spirit of curiosity to this? And what might that mean for me? Um, It's asking those self-reflective questions, uh, Brandy, that you mentioned earlier, so that we truly do show up with curiosity and humility around. And and humility isn't a, I'm less than. Humility is, I may not know everything. Mm -hmm. Right. And, And so, and, and, but that's okay. That's okay. So let's get a little more practical now. We've talked about a lot of good foundational stuff and attitude stuff. How, let's get into how we actually do this, how you build a better question, how you ask a question that's more effective instead of one that closes things down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you're yeah. the first, the first, I'll start us off. The first example that we have from our source material is opening it up. So tell me what that sounds like. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is your classic uh, yes, no question. If I ask you a yes, no question means your only answer is yes or no. And Mm -hmm. so that isn't going to spur dialogue. Now back to sort of, you know, Patty's example earlier of where's the bathroom. I don't know. I wonder where that is. You know, I don't know why I think that's so funny. Where do you think the bathroom? You know, if they come up to you and say, "Is the bathroom down that left hallway?" um, That's a yes or no answer. You know, it's not a response back with an open-ended question. I I just wonder why you're wondering where the bathroom is. Why do you want a bathroom? Why do you you need it? 
so let's be really clear. But so think about it more as a timing of the conversation and in opening mm-hmm. it up to again inviting into a, a further dialogue. Okay, so mm-hmm. as an invitation, we need an open. Are we in agreement? Yes or no doesn't really get people talking. Now you know some people may say no, and and here's why we're not, but. It, you know, to dig deeper initially, what might be keeping us from agreement? Yeah, because you know, asking, is, are we are we in agreement? And then looking at everybody just sounds like, okay, say yes now. And doesn't right. it feel personal? Yeah. Yeah. Where, yeah. Or it makes you feel defensive if you're not. Right. <laughs> so, exactly. Versus the stupid. <laughs> yeah. So right. just, you know, just think about, again, if you're intentional about the kinds of questions um, you ask, kind of going into a meeting or going into it, you know, you can even sort of write some of these things out. I, mm-hmm. And early, a couple of years ago, when I was exposed to all of this at a deeper level, I started writing questions mm-hmm. before every meeting, just here's how I might ask this. Okay, so opening it up. Um, another one, which feels, you know, it's kind of opposite of what I just said, and it's close it down. Mm-hmm. And what I by that is, you know, sometimes we're, we're asking these big why questions and, and maybe the challenge is, is it even a problem? You know, yeah. so it's about how do we sort of narrow the scope? Um, sometimes we ask such broad questions that it's sort of like, mm-hmm. how can anyone answer them? Like, I wonder why yeah. the sky is blue. That's really tough. Now, yeah, and that's, it, it kind of kills a response, doesn't it? Exactly, like it's so big. So again, be intentional, you know, yeah. maybe it's, um, you know, very specific to the, to the sky. Today, it looks as if, you know, we're going to have a thunderstorm. And I wonder, you know, like you, you put in a specific context, right. okay? Right. Versus, you know, and even with FST, we want to transform. Mm-hmm. Okay, how can we transform? you know, your brain just starts to go a whole different, you know, it's, it's almost too large, but the minute you put it into a very specific business process, how mm-hmm. might we, how might we improve um, our business process and our, you know, and our expenses, the way that we do them, you start to get very specific. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, those are some of the ways that we can do it, but I think, I think the thing I'd really like to challenge our audience with is sort of just three easy questions, if all they remembered was these, I think that you would accomplish really the way to ask more questions effectively. And, and the first one I'm going to say is, I wonder why. Mm-hmm. I wonder why. I wonder why is a, hmm, I wonder why Brandy approached it like that. Or I wonder why we did it that way last time. I wonder mm-hmm. why, because it's like a I'm just thinking out loud. I'm kind. Of, I'm not saying why did you do that, Brandy. It makes the space to answer so comfortable. So yeah. I wonder why is one of them. Yeah. The second one is, uh, what if? And and actually, Randy, I see you using this one a lot. And I and and what's really cool about it is we'll be talking about something, you know, relating relating to comms, and you'd be like, what if? We do X, Y, and Z. And it's just like, it's, it's, it just kind of gives me chills because it's like, it's, it's a way to go. Your idea wasn't bad or none of them are bad, like, but we're building on it. So what if? It's good to know that my dorky enthusiasm transfers into effective questioning tactics. So we've got, <laughs> I wonder why, what if, 
And then the last one is how might we? So if you think about it, I wonder why we did it this way last time. What if we tried X, Y, and Z? And then it's, well, how might we actually do that? So right. those three, if, if, if our listeners over the next few weeks would use those three questions on a regular basis to interact and engage with um, you know, team partners and, and with stakeholders, it could have such a tremendous impact on opportunities for continuous improvement, building trust, and just that. I wonder if, or I wonder why, what if, and how might we? And mm -hmm. they're not threatening questions. No, they are not. They're really sort of like thinking out loud questions. And yes. that invites it's everyone. It's very inviting. Yeah. And we'll link yeah. to the rest of the um, using questions effectively. Uh, the, there were six things that we were going to talk about, but yes. those are great actionable pieces for yeah. listeners to take with them. And we'll link to some other information in the show notes. But I wanted before we, our time was up today with one another to delve a little bit more deeply into the actionable piece, because it's great to talk about the theory of things and get into yeah. it. Um, I, I totally like that, those kinds of conversations, but then giving that actionable piece is always what we'd like to do with the pod. And you've gotten us yeah. started with those three questions, but I loved yeah. too the information that you shared about how you can question yourself on contributing to that this better mindset in your environment. So I thought maybe that'd be a good place to, to close out, like a little bit of self-reflection here. Yep. And what's so great about this is that um, it's really about challenging the status quo from um, you know an individual perspective. That's a huge component of our environment and finance, um, uh, the culture that we want to create. And it's something that can lead to continuous improvement. So a place to start is with yourself. So there's, there are um, five questions. Again, we'll, we'll link to all of this, but just to, if, if one of the questions should be for yourself, how can I see this with fresh eyes? How might mm -hmm. I look at this differently? Um, mm -hmm. Challenging on, on what might I be assuming? Um, how might I be rushing to judgment? What am I missing? But here's the one that really, and again, these are self-reflective questions versus the ones we alluded to earlier, which is sort of use this with others, um, is what matters most. Mm -hmm. And so specifically, if you consider these types of questions, you will get yourself into a mind frame, a mindset around how can I start by create, in creating this environment of kind of this learning centered mindset where we're learning and, and, and collaborating and, and, and reaching um, our vision together, right? Mm -hmm. To start with yourself first. And honestly, my favorite one is how can I see this with fresh eyes? Especially, mm -hmm. you know, think about it. Um, I'm stale or something's just really stale to me, or maybe it's just not it's just not feeling right. How can I stand back and see this with fresh eyes? Well, one way may be I need to reach out and engage with others who can give me a perspective, right? So it's about starting first with your own questions about what's, what's not working, what doesn't feel quite right. Then that 
I think here's a huge thing here that helps create that mindset of curiosity, humility, and willingness to listen. So if you ask these self-reflective or sort of starts with you questions, it sets you up and prepares you in the mindset of being able to reach out and engage with others. Mm -hmm. As we were talking, I kept thinking about Jim Ryan's book. Mm. Uh, so I, I think we sh we've done a whole podcast on that, but, but you may want to relink back to that, Brandy. I will. Um, um, and also to his book, because so much of it is also yep. his work. Um, so that, that's really just interesting to see the parallels between them. Absolutely. You know, and the one that resonated most to me is like that, what am I assuming? Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, it's really easily, it's easy to get in your head that uh, as we talked about before in our conversation, like that you already know the answers or that you, you already know what's going on. So just getting in a questioning mindset yourself yeah. before you enter into um, work conversations or conversations with a, a spouse or partner it's really, really helpful. Mm -hmm. yep. Because oftentimes we don't even really know what we're assuming. Like, it, yeah. you know, so to, to have some intentionality around this. Um, and, you know, and I don't want to make this seem um, like this is such heavy, deep work. Frankly, mm -hmm. approach your day with who are the folks I need to ask questions of and build intentional intentionality around and, and, and how can I find even better ways of engaging with them? I mean, I think if you, you know, give it a few, start. yeah, you yeah. give it a few tries, you'll be really surprised what comes of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think another question that we, that you just mentioned, and I, it's funny how we all have like the one that sticks out to us the most, but is that question about what, what matters most? Um, because that kind of, thinking about that sort of allows you to let go of the things that aren't as important or that you can maybe, I, I've had to deal with that myself a lot lately, just thinking about if somebody asked me a question or, you know, as a manager, somebody might say, well, how do you want us to do this? And, and I used to be very rigid in how I would think about things and I'd want things done all the same way or my way or whatever that, is you know and so but thinking about what matters most makes me allows me to say I don't really care not that I don't care about it but that isn't that's a thing that I can not have to control or have to to have my way you know that's yeah. not important to me or that's not important at all and so I think that's another question to just kind of ask yourself and ask when you're when you're working on projects together or um, with your you know adult children or your small children or whatever that may be um, I just think that when you think about well what really matters is the thing that you really need to focus on the most I agree with but you Patty there like it's it's one thing to think about how asking more effective questions can help you get better input from others can help you to build relationships with others, mm -hmm. you know, encourage a better kind of uh, work environment or relationship environment, but also just how the practice of 
asking better questions and being comfortable in that mindset improves your own thinking and the ease and efficiency and success with which you handle your own pursuits. Mm -hmm. If you're thinking, like you said, about what really matters, looking at things with fresh eyes, what am I assuming? Am I rushing to judgment? What am I missing? Like these are real, really great critical thinking self questions Mm -hmm. that will improve many things within Mm -hmm. your own personal viewpoint. Yeah. I I think it's also about, um, and I found myself reflecting on this the last several months is it's not about me. It's about us. Ooh. And, and I, you know, I share that in a vulnerable way of, you know, something the member of a team does that's really, really cool. And maybe I would have done it differently. Totally. Okay. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's because you know what? It's it's more powerful to let that team member, that thing, that that person have their moment of shine because I don't need to. You know, like it, it puts you in a different um, it's almost kind of refreshing to go, wow, I don't I don't have to be the same, but but it is a mindset because we're um, you know, sometimes we want to prove ourselves and moving away from that and allowing others to um, shine and have their moments. I mean, that is so important. And, and such uh, a 2020 thing to happen. Like we need I'm to stop and think more. Easy, we right? need to stop and think more about us. <laughs> 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 like us as a whole. Yes. <laughs> so is there anything else that you wanted to mention, Angela, before we close out today? I feel like we've gotten a lot of good foundation information and background and thought behind this and then given some good actionable pieces of advice to move forward and we'll link to more in the show notes um, if people would like to explore it further I know that um, there's some good TED talks and some other resources that we can push people out to Um, any closing thoughts before we wrap up today you know just you know think about why you don't ask very many questions and think about um, even just, you know, if you're listening today, whatever day you're listening, what question can you utilize today? Mm-hmm. What, what question might you use? And it just really challenge you on that to be, be focused about that. And then the other thing is just um, really ask yourself why you don't ask more questions. Mm-hmm. Are they, and is it you know, is it your own fear? Is it, uh, if time is not the best answer either, because we've got to make intentionality for it. So again, consider the cost of not asking the questions. Mm-hmm. So sort of the, why not? You know, what yeah. happens if we don't? So if you think right. about it in that realm, I think those are some things that might help us, all of us to consider more about how we can um, intentionally uh, use questions. Mm-hmm. Well, Angela, we have to thank you again for being on the pod and not being scared away from it, uh, from your first experience <laughs> where you were probably, um, I remember you being like, oh gosh, should we, we need to be really professional and prepared. And we assured you, you can giggle and have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> the only um, reason was, I came back, Brandy. <laughs> right. it, it's been really interesting to talk about this topic, but it's just been fun to have you back as well. So Um, We will link our audience to more information in the show notes as always and back to a couple of the other pods that we mentioned, um, both Angela's and the one that Patty and I did about 
President Ryan's book. Maybe someday he'll come on the pod with us, huh? You think? Oh, yeah, maybe. Great. <laughs> you think he would? <laughs> and if not, let's ask the question, why not? <laughs> yeah, we our, tell him that's, that was our approach to all this. Why not? Why would we? <laughs> well, we're going to start with why. Yeah, that's all right. All the buzzwords. You did a pod on that as well. <laughs> all right, listening audience, this is only going to go down the hill from here because we have the Friday sillies. So <laughs> until next time, we hope you will continue doing good because what you're doing matters. And please continue or start to ask questions. Thanks for listening in. Until we see you next time. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>